You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma Golf, episode 15 today with a mate of mine, Justin Moose, who hits the golf ball very, very far. Um, but unlike most of the long drive guys, he actually swings it good as well. Like, if you watch him swing it, you think he should be playing on tour. Uh, and then you see the ball disappear into the clouds. Uh, Justin, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast to tell some stories and talk about some long drive stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for having me, and I'm glad we actually got to catch up again. It's uh, It's been crazy, I know, the last few months, and uh, so I'm glad we were able to connect. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we played, what well, was it? It's almost in a year, right? We played in August last year, right, down in New Mexico? Yeah, that, that probably still is, I would say, my top three events of all time. I know it was my first time going out there no idea what to expect you know we we fly into uh dallas and uh, i thought we were ready to go and then nope we get on that plane and and head on out to uh the middle of nowhere new mexico i said what the heck did i just get myself into and it ends up being probably you know the best three days uh that you could ever experience so uh, i know artesia will always have a, a an awesome place in my heart yeah, when you get on a plane that's, I mean, how many was it, what, six of us on the plane? And everyone sat back to back, super snug. Uh, someone sat on the toilet and you're cracking beers and drinking margarita mix or whatever with a bunch of guys you've never met. What, what are we doing here? Uh, yeah, you know, it was my first time in one of the, the like the smaller planes. And, um, you know, I, I'm usually okay on planes, but all of a sudden, when you start to really start to feel some of the turbulence and, uh, you know, they, I don't know if Bobby was messing with me or was telling the truth about the, the golf clubs. He told me 100%, make sure you don't pack that much because we can be overweight and uh, we, we may end up going down. So, <laughs> the whole entire time in the back of your mind but the good thing was like we said we we had some uh, onboard margaritas that kind of took care of that pain so we were good yeah we had the legendary uh legendary maker of margaritas that was awesome um but no that was a good trip we uh like so that was the mac uh good friends bobby and and uh and brian had us down and, and the whole you know robert and everybody down there and um you know, Richie does a great job of that golf tournament and definitely one that we're, we're definitely missing out this year because I wish we were going down there. Um, and then we did like a, what event we did a, like, you kind of wrote me in to do a long drive thing with you, right? Or like a trick shot. Not that I hit it far. Yeah, well. Roped in. What, what, was, that what was that? <laughs> Well, you know, from what you told me beforehand, you know, you hit three out of what ten fairways. So that's, yeah, I mean, that that's what long drive is all about. So you're you're you the mold right away. Um, but yeah, it uh, it was just a great um, 
great fundraiser um, for our service, our military, and um, wanted to go out. And I'm glad you were able to be a part of it. So we, we got to teach you right away how to how to hit the left-handed driver the right way. So taking the left-handed driver, flipping it upside down, busting it out there about 300 yards. The big question I have, and this is this is really sad for me, um, but I've actually found that I hit that straighter than I do my regular driver now. I, I don't know how you did out there on the tee box, but I'm telling you, hands down, once you get, I mean, I feel like that's my, that should be my ticket on to tour. It's just take right. the lefty and hit it upside down. Yeah, because it, it, for me, it was drawing quite a bit. So I just kind of aim it down the right and turn it over. Uh, it's, it's a weird feeling, but yeah, you kind of get used to it, don't you? But yeah, well, it, it's a one-way miss, right? You know it's only going left. So you just take it out there and just hammer it, and it's, a, it's only going left. Yeah. So the long drive stuff, right? Like how, you know, because you don't – I don't think many people – well, they might now, but I don't think many kids grow up and think, you know what, I'm going to be a long drive world champion or whatever, or I want to I want to be a long drive on the long drive tour. So – Obviously, golf was was a sport that you liked playing growing up, right? Otherwise, you know, like, but how do you get from loving playing golf and having a good time to I hit it quite far? I should probably work at this. You know, my my story is kind of funny. Um, so I played everything kind of growing up: uh, um, baseball, basketball. The only thing I never did was uh, I never played football. Um, I just for some reason never wanted to go out and just butt my head against somebody for right now. Um, you know, whenever I talk with somebody, cause I'm six, three, two, forty, you're like, why did you ever play football? Well, I was, I was tall, but I was definitely, um, I was not, I didn't have a lot of weight. I was pretty strangly. So, um, playing every other sport that I could. And then, uh, my step to the pitcher whenever I was about four, four and a half, and he was a golf course superintendent. Um, actually, was part owner of a public golf course back at, And so when I was about six, he gave me my first set of clubs, took me on out, uh, taught me the game. And for some you know, only child, you know, you didn't have to have a team to go out and play basketball or a team to go out and play baseball. You can just go out and, and do what you do. And so um, having all that sport background, I fell in love with the driver because you just hit it as hard as you possibly could. So um, we'd go on out there, tell my mom, hey, guess what? I hit it to a 150-yard bush today from a 400-yard hole. You know, I'm six, seven years old hitting at 250. I was like, this is awesome, you know? And um, every day I kind of wanted to go out and beat that mark. Uh, for some reason, and this probably is paying dividends now. I wasn't super enthralled about putting or chipping. I just wanted to hit it far. I thought it was really cool as a, as a young kid. And um, so that kind of stuck with me. I started to learn the game more and more as I grew up. Um, whenever I was 12 years old, I started winning some uh, Western Pennsylvania uh, big tournaments and uh, started getting into high school, had a decent uh, career in high school, was able to go into college and um, got a scholarship uh, to a D2 school uh, up in northern western PA at Clarion University. Got to be a four-year letter winner and won our conference championship. So, you know, distance, as Bryson is showing, is definitely playing off to, uh, to playing good golf. But 
um, as far as the long drive goes, I had a buddy of mine actually take me out on a, on a dare my senior year in high school. He goes, listen, I got this crazy long driver. It's 48 inches. So that's the max that we're allowed. Normal drivers are 45 inches. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had five degrees of loft. And he said, just hit it. Just see what happens. Go hit it. So we got six balls. I paid 40 bucks to a local qualifier to qualify for the world championship. Um, and the first four swings, my timing was so bad. I shanked it out to the right. I mean, it may have went about 300 yards, but it went 300 yards right. I mean, it was so hard to actually time this thing up. And my fourth swing, I timed it up perfectly. It's still one of the coolest shots that I've ever hit because I didn't realize how long I called. But I hit it 403 yards on the fly whenever I was a senior in high school. I was like, all right, this is it. Like, this is the coolest thing that I've ever done. And um, so I did that. I didn't get to make it through regionals that year, um, but it just it stuck with me. I was like, man, this is cool. Um, played college, as I said. And as soon as I graduated college, I kind of went straight into the working world. Um, about two years later, when I was 24, 25, I started getting that bug again that I wanted to go back. I, I just missed competition. I missed that feeling. And so I, I called the buddy of mine that got me introduced to long drive and said, all right, build me a driver. Let's go and see what happens. And then since I've been 25, I've qualified for the world championships every year. You know, it's just now become something that that's what I do. Like I just hit it far and uh, it's awesome. Um, it, it blows me away. So the last two years I was able to make it my full-time career and so I'll go out to outings, you know, that's where we got to hang out and meet up. But people get excited that I just hit it far. And, it, you know, for me, I see it day in and day out. I was like, okay, this, you know, this is just a normal ho-hum. Um, like you said, when you see the golf ball go out, it just does something different that really not a lot of people have ever seen before. So it's uh, it's exciting. It, it brings me joy to actually – you know, bring others kind of joy that just like, holy, I mean, what the hell just happened? So it's, uh, it's fun. So, um, yeah, I think like, you know, when, when I first saw, you know, when, when people say, you know, I got this long drive guy come in and, and you think he's going to be swinging out of his shoes, uh, you know, and you like, for the most part, like there's no like touch, right? Short game's never there. Um, but if, I, I think if someone sees you hit balls on the range and they don't know that you're a long drive guy, they wouldn't think, you know, they, they wouldn't know, right? They just think it's just this guy. He's obviously, you know, two forty six three. He's a big guy, but he swings it pretty good. Gets it in a good position. And, like, you don't swing out of your shoes. It just comes a lot of leg and core power. And then and I'm going to – when people – I'm going to post some of the videos I have from New Mexico of you hitting it. Um, it's just like – it just doesn't stop, right? <laughs> I remember standing on 10. I like hit one down 10 and I absolutely hammered one down 10. And I said to Brian, I was like, I hit that so good. Like if I get like within 20 yards, I'm going to be really happy. And you and Bobby hit it like 60 by me. And you were like, yeah, kind of neck that one a little bit. I was just like, oh, I was so mad. Uh, but like it's it's all you're right. It's so awesome to see it. It's so awesome to see like how compressed it is, and 
you know, and I, I, we can go into it a little bit. You do, you know, you get clubs built for you, very drivers, you know, they're, they're specific to, you know, long drive. And, and even that week, I know you didn't have your long drive driver with you, but, you know, you were still hitting your regular play driver, you know, the keep it in play one, you know, 380, you know, 390 easy with a cut, uh, which is even more annoying to watch. <laughs> Um, but so, you know, you get that, like, you get that kind of the gig, you get that buzz, right. And then you're a kid, but you go to school and, and then you get into the you graduate, get into working life and nine to five happens. And you're just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Let's get the bug back and try and do events. You know, what's at the time, obviously you're still working part-time, I assume, or even full-time and just traveling on the weekends. Is that what it was like for a while? Yeah, well, competing wise, yeah, um, it was just stuck. It, it was you sit behind a desk from nine to five, you know, just becoming a, a desk jockey, and um, then on the weekends you got to go to compete against these guys. And for the most part, it was it was a it was a bluegrass kind of, um, you know, you go. Uh, you have prior years with your buddies, go out, have a tournament, hit as far as you can. And then after that, you'd hang out with your buddies again and, and have some fun. Um, and then probably about the last five years, there's been a changing of the tide where there's actually been some decent money involved. And so, it's, and, um, you know, for me, because I am such a competitor, whenever I start losing or if I'm not competing against a those guys have uh, capability, you know, it makes me grumpy. And so um, I, I just talked with my wife who was fantastic about it all. Um, you know, I told her, I said, hey, there's actually an opportunity to do this. Um, we can do it full time. And, you know, I really want to kind of take this chance. And then she gave me the final kick in the ass to go out and do it. And I said, all right, we're going to make it happen. And, um you know, I won the event of the year in uh, in Columbia, South Carolina, um, which was fantastic. So that was a nice jumping uh, a jump start to everything. Kind of finished in the the top eight multiple other times throughout the year, and then the the final hoorah in twenty eighteen, when I first made it, was um, I finished second at the, the world championship. Um, uh, which was fantastic. So I go from being miserable every day from, you know, nine to five, dealing with people that just didn't want to show up for work and making me grumpy. And, um, and I get it. I mean, that's the, that's the normal everyday job. I mean, it just, what it is, but now the fact that I'm able to go out and do what I do. And, um, I mean, this is, this is my dream. And so, uh, it's, it's just been fantastic. Yeah. And, I mean, we've got to mention this. The reason as well that you're grumpy is you're a Steelers fan, right? <laughs> Listen, I want you to know that I wore this shirt specifically for you. I, I know you may not be too in tune yeah. to Pittsburgh culture. But you, we say our, um, you guys, we say yins. So I'm 100% yinter. If you don't know, I'm going to show you the video, but the wife and I, we actually went out and got matching tattoos. Oh, so we got yins. Nice. Yes. All right. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, hey, it, you know, we ain't no bandwagon fan. We're, we're in it to, to win it. 
Yeah, hopefully you get a season to, to watch this year. Uh, we, you know, all that stuff going on anyway. But tell me about like the World Champs. Like, tell me about that experience and, and coming to the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma, to like to compete in a World Championships. <laughs> and I know you've told me the house that you guys stay in is also in the middle of nowhere. But you know, like it's. And I came down to the event this last year, and it's. You're right. It's a really cool event. Like it's. It's obviously raised the profile a little bit, and you know it's not like any other pro event. I don't think where people are like you know like Kyle's hanging out in the stands and you're hanging out in the stands. Like it's you're having you know it's not like you get on, you play, you hit shot, and then you're off in the green room or whatever. You know, like very exciting. But what was that first experience? Well, number one is, yes, you are 100% right. It is in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma. Um, you know, we, we, we fly into Dallas and uh, travel about an hour, hour and a half on up to, uh, to Thackerville, Oklahoma, right across the border. And my first year there, we just stayed in the hotel at the, at the casino. And so, there again, there's really um, – you know, the casino is great. Um you got to go out and hang out and enjoy the 100-degree-plus temperature and then uh, go and compete. So, like I said, it, you know, luckily I had a buddy of mine that um, had a connection where we would stay out of the house probably about 40, 45 minutes down the, down the road, and it was on this uh, crazy, crazy ranch. You know, it had like 10,000-plus acres. It was nuts. Um, and it was probably – the most enjoyable experience that I've ever had. Um, you know, you wake up in the morning, you got cows coming on up to the front porch, hanging out. They don't care. You know, you're, you're going to go out and hopefully change change your life if you win a world championship. But, you know, you just go out there, hang out, enjoy some coffee in the morning. Um, so that really kind of set me at ease uh, the last few years of, of doing that. Now, you're right. I mean, as far as accessibility and stuff goes – it is, again, all of us, I don't know if it's just the, um, the type of culture that we have or, you know, the, where the sport had grew up and began. And, you know, this is, we're all working guys for the most part. Um, a lot of us had our careers and as, as I said before, I'm lucky to do it full time now, but a lot of guys still do it part time where, hey, they got full time gigs and they're going to come on out, and hopefully if they can win a few extra uh, shekels, it's great about the, the package, but they just want to go out and compete and hit it far and do something that nobody else does. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. I think that's just in ourself. Now, you know, the last few, few years, Golf Channel um, has really promoted us well, and um, the popularity has kind of gone through the roof, so it's unique now. You know, I – beforehand I would go out to an outing and actually have to explain what we do. Um, like guys, I'm just going to hit a golf ball for you. You get to go play it and have fun from there. And now whenever I actually get to introduce myself to guys, um, people are like, yeah, we've watched it. We like, we know who you are. You're this crazy guy that brings out the terrible towel. Right. And so, uh, it is, it's fun. Um, it's, it's definitely been a change and shift of, uh, popularity over the last few years. And so hopefully it kind of keeps on growing for us. Yeah. Tell me about like competing. Like, I mean that finishing runner up, like I know it sucks, right? Like it's cause like I said, if you win, it changes your life. 
Um, but what you know, what's it like being there? You got what three balls, or and and just like Tom, Tom, for people listening that have never seen it, I don't know where it is, but just in case, well, what was that like? Yeah. So our um, is um, we actually have what kind of looks like a fairway, right? It's a grid. Uh, it's it's about fifty yards wide, and it goes forever. Um, you know, normal drives, conditions wise, if you're three eighty plus. Um, it's good. You need to be about over 400 yards. And we'll go to places where we've been to Denver, we've been to uh, Mesquite, you know, the airs then. If you're not over 440, like it's just, it's not going to be a winner. So, um, you know, we do set ourselves up in, in different parameters to make sure that the golf ball does go a little bit further. But also, we've been on sea level stuff where we've been hitting at 380 so we we do some crazy things now now uh, we do get eight balls three minutes um reason we get eight balls is because we are using some crazy equipment as well we get 48 inches as i said um, guys will have degrees some guys will have three degrees i personally use uh, two and a half degrees of loft now um so 48 inches at two and a half degrees lofts it's just basically a putter on steroids i mean that's it that's all we're doing we're taking a long putter and and just trying to swing it hard um and so we need balls and then we just take the longest ball inside that grid um if it ever goes outside the grid doesn't count um but that's it the mission is trying to send the golf ball down the fairway as as far as possible and um so staying on the tee box, you know, for me, like I said, I, I kind of ground going up and, you know, my swing is very repeatable. So I'm super happy about it because eight balls to me is, is like forever. I mean, that's like a large basket. Let's go out there and hit it and we'll see, you know, what the results end up. Um, but whenever it comes time for competition, um, you definitely get the pucker factor for sure. Um, that was probably the first time that I stood on this um, and had no reservation. Uh, you know, the, the first two matches, I think the quarterfinals and the semifinals, you know, I was underdog in every single one of those guys. I was going against Will Hogue. We had won three or four tournaments that year already. Um, he's probably, you know, he's one of the greatest guys out there. He's a good buddy of mine. Um, but he is, he's an absolute beast. And uh, for some reason, I just had the better of him um, in, in a couple tournaments. You know, he, he swings it probably, I think, five to, five to six miles an hour faster than I do. Ball speeds are crazy fast. Um, but when it comes down to it, somehow I, I just got, got his number. And so uh, kind of took him down uh, in some dramatic fashion on the seventh ball um, and went from there, uh, went into the semifinal, another great competitor with Jim uh, Waldron and took him down on the fifth ball, um, had some good celebration. And then, um, and then we got into the finals with Maurice and, you know, no, no excuses whatsoever, um, but I was I was definitely running on adrenaline. Um, super excited to be there. And so what I wanted to do was trying to save save my energy, and um, so I actually stopped hitting about fifteen minutes. And uh, for for that timeline, man, 
that my body just went in complete tight mode. And so no, no excuse whatsoever. I still obviously went out there, put up some respectable numbers, but you know, Maurice got me on his very last eight ball for that. I would have dominated the tournament. So, um, you know, it's, it still hurts because um, I know Maurice will never let me down, uh, let me live that down for sure. Um, the only good thing was is the following year I got redemption on him. So same exact scenario. Um, we were calling for 2019 World Championships, and it was him, myself, and uh, another competitor. And basically – all three of ever finished one, two, and three was going to move on to the show. And so actually was the final ball coming on down to it, the eighth ball, I was in third place. I was like, there is no way that this is going to happen to me again by Maurice. Like I, I put forth uh, uh, like a fert that said, this is not happening. And uh, so I eighth balled him. Um, it came up in dramatic fashion. You know, he went 382 or something like that. On my last ball, I went 388. Just screamed, finally. You know, it wasn't uh, – it didn't make up for the hundreds that I lost, um, but it uh, it felt great to have that little bit of redemption on myself. Yeah, so, um, you know, it's all small paybacks and for that in front of some TV, but uh, I'll have to share some videos with you because it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so you just mentioned like a little bit about equipment and we can dive into that a little bit. Um, obviously, you know, use Cowley clubs, Cowley drivers, um, and everything's built obviously totally for you. What is what are your numbers at the moment? Like what's high speed, swing speed, and and stuff like that? What are you looking for? Yeah, pretty consistent right now. My my action again is more of a conventional golf swing, so I get to do it over and over and over again. Um, so I'm not as fast as those guys out there that are swinging 150 plus. I'm I'm usually about 140 to 145. Um, my smash factor is 1.50 every single time because I hit the center of the club. And then uh, ball speeds are about 210 to 215 um, pretty consistently. And, you know, my spin rates are good. So I always call myself a old man par. You know, if you're going to come out and beat me, then you're hitting your golf ball pretty good. But for the most part, if you ever have a moment of, of weakness, like it's out basically run over you with consistency. So that's, that's kind of my deal. Um, you know, the nice thing is, is with all this time off, um, I've been able to actually let my body recoup and, and get ready. So I really feel like I'm going to have kind of a, a really big push over the next few months, get my body back in shape um, and start swinging as fast as I can. I've seen uh, a few of my, my buddies do a few things training wise that have bumped it up over the 45, you know, they were actually slower than me. Heck, they were at eight and they're up now 147, almost 150. And um, so got a few tricks of the trade to, to start swing master. Um, and, and we'll see, we're going to take that chance. You know, every time I kind of get into the finals, um, I'm running against some of these guys out of eight guys. And when I say that one out of eight means, Seven of the eight golf balls are not going to be on the planet, but the one that is, and so, uh, so that's kind of the speed that I need to, need to get to. 
Yeah. And that's that's my plan. So lots of training and um, and explore exploration. And like the the you know the training, I think you known you're known quite well for doing a lot of yoga, um, and especially in you know in particular Sean Vig yoga on YouTube, uh, which is awesome because I'm doing it as well. Uh, but also like you know there's there's a lot that goes into it you know, you're not just like pounding the weights, right? You're doing yoga, but then there's the technique of hitting it long with, you know, the rocking motion and stuff like that. Like, tell me a little bit about that stuff, like how you prepare and how you, you know, strengthen your body and then also the, the rocking motion for hitting it. Yeah, so there's a lot, there's a lot of prep work that, that goes into it. You know, it, it's funny, you see all the PGA Tour guys and everything and they're, they're grinding on the putting green, um, and on, on the wedge game, because that's where your shots are. But for us, I mean, we're on the driving range going full bore for, for two hours. And it, basically, you have to train yourself like an Olympic athlete um, because recovery is huge. Because if you only get to practice once a week, it's just it's not going to work for you. you got to keep your speeds up. So for me, body-wise, um, like you said, yoga. Uh, <laughs> Sean Vig, I, I know, I mean, he's getting a nice simple plug here. but um, And he, he's got some good stuff on YouTube that I have absolutely destroyed my body over. And, you know, you think yoga, you're thinking, okay, I'm just going to sit in this humble position for about 30 seconds to two minutes and – and it's not the case, you know, you're, you're doing some, some flows and, uh, you know, I actually just did it last night and I mean, I'm sweating, you're sweating after 20 minutes with no weights, no nothing, just moving your body, um, from position to position. And so that's actually opened up a lot of things for me. You know, I, I was kind of always just, um, weight strong. So if you're, you're moving 240 pounds, super you know on the bench press but if you look at golf and what we're doing it really doesn't have too much of a, of a factor for us you know for us um, especially for me my body type um, I need to get myself a little bit more flexible a little bit more limber uh, because I do have such a golf swing I'm so um, short at the top or guys that I'm competing against that have that speed are so far up with the hands high that I physically couldn't get my body uh, to do that. And so that's, that's number one for yoga. And number two for yoga is just because you have flexibility in the muscles, it actually creates speed. You know, um, you do so much of the weightlifting, it just creates static muscle. And that's not, it's not what you want. Um, you want to have some of those quick twitch, uh, for yoga, that that actually gives me that. Um, so that's that's kind of the physical aspect, the training aspect. Also, my wife um, beats me up at night with some of the ab workouts that she makes me do. So um, that's also a big factor. And the only other piece that I can say is Mickelson was actually onto something. So your calf strength explosiveness is so big um you know i i just genetically blessed that i have big calves it is what it is and i can i can jump but calf strength is legit so um those are my three big aspects i mean everybody kind of has their own formula but that's that's my body aspect um as um actually get into competition and everything equipment is huge 
as we said, it's just you got to have the right to hit it far. So I, whenever I go into competition, I actually have probably about 11 different shafts. They're all 48 inches, but they're different different kick points, different spin rates. So if I'm downwind, you want to have a little bit more spin rate to carry the ball. If, you, um, if you're into the wind, you want to have less RPMs, right? So it's really kind of taking every aspect of the game and realizing one extra yard in between winning and, and losing. That's that's it. So if you can muscle out one extra yard, that's that's what it is. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome to watch, like, you know, to see you, to play golf with you, see you how and try and score around it, you know, hit, hit it close and, and hit it down a fairway, and then to watch you on a range during a long drive thing. Like, it's, you know, it's two completely different setups, swings, styles. But uh, I think, you know, what's most impressive especially now, like seeing, you know, for you, it must be awesome to watch you, to see Bryson do what he does from your perspective, right? Because you know how, it, how hard it is to get it like down a tight fairway that's, you know, because the fairways are quite, they're wider obviously at 300 yards than they are at 380, right? And he was, I mean, he's sending it. So yeah. what, what are your thoughts on that? Is I actually from the from a foreman, I think it's fantastic. Um, you know, he was obviously a very accomplished player as it is beforehand. So his short game, his um, ideology and methods work. He's very very scientific in his approach, and um, so he he's got the short game down. You know, that's probably the biggest point. The difference in between what Bryson is doing and what a long driver can do, his, his short game is PJ Tour caliber. And whenever you do that and you give him a 20-yard, 30-yard advantage on the field, I mean, that's that's it. That's gonna that's why he's going to be so consistent inside the top 10 and, and doing what he does. It makes sense. You know, if even if he only hits – Let's say nine, nine. Well, I'm going to say, let's say if he hits six out of the 14 um, fairways, but he's still 30 yards ahead on every single person. You can chip out of the rough and make a stop. And if you, whenever you're inside um, the go zone and the fairway, I mean, that's when you're going to score. So yeah, it's it's definitely it's a hundred percent winning formula. Um, happy to see it. It's it's unique because he um, he did he gave a shout out to to Long Drive, which was fantastic. Um, he had talked about our recent world champion um, Kyle Berkshire, who Kyle is, you know, he's he's a good player as himself. He. He went full bracing on this thing and learned how to make his body go fast. He was one of those guys that was at 138 and pushed it now where he's at like 151, 154. I mean, it's crazy. That's just that's nutty to think that fast. Um, but he, Bryson gave him a shout out. He goes, "Listen, I want to hit it as far as as Kyle. You know, I mean." That's awesome. That's that's the cool thing for for golf and long drive to kind of side where, you know, those guys on tour kind of get what we do. There's a get far, um, and then we look at them and we're like, boy, we wish we could hit it as straight and accurate uh, as they do, right? 
Um, so it's kind of this beautiful dance and limbo that we have. You want to be long, but you want to be straight. And Bryson's kind of, kind of that first one that's really starting to figure it out. Yeah, I saw a stat that like since the since the restart, he hasn't his highest round was seventy. Uh, I mean, he's just like constantly top five, top ten, like, and then finally like no brainer he wins last week. Uh, and like you said, when when he puts it in the fairway like he did on eighteen, he just pitches it to two feet and just taps in like it's done deal. It's simple. Uh, I just think it's hilarious that it's him that's doing it. You know, if it was like DJ or Brooks, like no one probably would be like, ah, oh, whatever. But the fact that it's Bryson that's doing it, oh, it's, it's, I love it. I think it's, I, I wasn't a fan, but now I am a huge fan of Bryson. See, you know, the big thing for me, um, and it's unique. Now I'm, I'm actually really intrigued. So we always talk about these crazy lofts for long drive, right? But we know Bryson is using um, a 5.5 degree loft driver. Um, with probably lots of super high MOIs you can kind of hear over the face and, and, you know, still have respectable spin numbers. But I'm wondering if that actually catches on to the PGA Tour faster than just trying to swing hard, right? So if you swing hard with a nine-degree driver, you're just going to spin it like crazy, and it's it's going to go the same distance. I'm wondering if manufacturers and PGA guys start going lower lofts threes hit it as far as you can and, and find it you know um so that's that's intriguing to me because again that, that's going to come full circle back into the long drive um where we're kind of these guys that have, have set out um to discover crazy things that we can do with the golf ball and um some manufacturers have had to do that for us and now it's kind of leaking on over to the pga tour yeah, it would be you're right. It would be really interesting to see if you know if that because it seems like such a simple change, right? I mean, none of these guys struggle with sending it. You know, none of these guys struggle struggle with launching it high. I mean, you look at Jason Day and he hits it. I mean, he hit moon balls pretty much. And you you know, like I said, if you put a two, three, four degree driver in his hand, it without changing his swing, it should go. You know, launch better, right? It should be, but. That would be that would yeah you're right that would be really interesting to see and I think the talk I the talk about people winding back or making golf courses longer or like winding down the golf ball I think it's just nonsense like just grow the rough in like that's what you want to do just like that's the easiest way to do it make it like the U.S. Open and just grow the rough in like and and mow it in a way that where it really screws with your ball the closer you get to the hole but I mean there's we could talk about that for hours um, yeah. But it is, you know, it is awesome to see like Bryson pull on a ton of weight and really work towards his speed. Uh, and even some of the clips, some of the bad dry tees, like, oh, I popped it up and it goes like 360. Uh, and it's just funny to see the cameraman. Like, they still haven't figured it out. <laughs> like, like, looking right here and then the ball's over there. Like, oh, there it is. It's like, <laughs> but it's also funny to see like, you know, some of the, I know that everyone's like the mics are picking up more things now. And I think there was a clip like of Bubba Watson smashing it. And he's like, oh, let's see what you got, Bryson. And Bryson's like flying him by 10. <laughs> so it's, it's like that everyone on tour is having a good time with it as well. Uh, I think it's awesome. I love watching it. It's, it's fun to see. And, and the good thing is like, I think he's got a long way to go, right? He's nowhere near the level of you guys competing on tour, you know, on the world long drive tour. 
So there's still untapped potential. It just depends on how straight he can keep it. Uh, and then if he can stay healthy. Yep. So, but. Yeah, that's the only thing that I'm intrigued about is, you know, for for golf, right? I mean, he, he's basically playing every day, uh, you know, maybe a few days off. But that's definitely going to take a toll on your body. I, what is he, 25, 26 now? Um, you know, that's good. Um, but I'll be intrigued to see how, how it all lasts. Um, you know, I, I think with his swing, he might be in a good spot because he's not – He's not really crunching a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of his spine and, um, you know, has a pretty consistent swing all the time. So he, he's good. I think he's building speed in the right way. But I think a lot of other guys, if they start chasing it, they might find themselves on the injury list here as well. Yeah, it's really cool to watch him hit it. And, and he really clears his left side, doesn't he? Like, he always opens up his left foot when he finishes. He's not, like, resisting that power that's coming through. I mean, he is swinging through it with everything he has. And, I mean, hopefully, he seems like a smart guy. I'm sure he'll figure it out and, and yeah. be able to manage his body. Uh, but, no, it's awesome to see. Uh, with, I guess, you know, what – this is such a strange time at the moment with golf tournaments um, – do you have anything on the books that's coming up this year or are you just kind of hanging out for now? Yep. So it's funny. It's, um, actually playing golf. Um, so unfortunately with long drive kind of completely got washed um, because we are, we pride ourselves in, in being a, a world open championship um, because the, the borders have been a little bit restrictive and um you know, Golf Channel actually owns us. Um, so they, you know, PGA Tour is doing a fantastic job uh, with the way that they're able to, to bring it. Um, but I don't think Golf Channel had that capability uh, of doing it. So they're, um, they're going to be looking for, for a new partner, I think, in 2021. I think 2021 is going to be massive. Um, but for right now, uh, any long drive events happening this year, um, which, you know, stinks for the guys that, put in a lot of hard work but uh for myself i'm lucky that i actually can still play some golf so i have been doing the the reverse bryson where i am just literally trying to figure out short game and uh it's been good i've done crazy stuff i can't wait to actually play with you because i can now chip the ball um which is great and um you know, I will never, I still will never forget. I will never forget Artesia. It's made me so incredibly mad whenever we had dominated the entire 35 of 36 holes and come into the 30th hole and completely choke like a dog um, and have you guys end up winning somehow. So I will, I have that nightmare stuck in my head. I have been, uh, Working really hard on the short game. Believe it or not, I actually have a long putter now. So I traded one 48-inch uh, club for another one. And, um, you know, not not going anything where it's uh, it's uh, bracing, but uh, it's easy. I mean, it's literally point and shoot. So uh, once you learn that, it's it's been fun. So um, I played with a b- good buddy of mine that um, his name was Steve Wheatcroft. He actually used to be on PGA Tour. Um and we played together he's like listen i don't i don't know what you're doing i don't know if you're going to continue to focus on long drive but 
you, you should really consider this uh, golf thing. So it, it kind of gave me some, some nice, um, nice confidence and, and pick me up. So I got, uh, I'm going to head on back to home. Um, I'm going to play in the Western PA open and then I'm going to hopefully qualify for a state open back in PA where we actually get to play three rounds at Oakmont. And if you just want to go and get your brain speed in, um, for three consecutive days, um, Oakmont is the play. And so I was super excited to, to kind of go back there and do that. Yeah, that would be, that'd be sick to go play there. And, and yeah, the whole Artesia thing, like, I mean, <laughs> it kills me. For everyone listening, this it's a three-man scramble. Um, just a great event. Just so much fun. Like, have a great time. But it's hyper competitive. Um, and it was me, Brian, and Rupert. Rupert played at Oklahoma City. Brian played at Oklahoma City University. And then yourself, Bobby, uh, who uh, is you know a long drive legend in himself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then CJ, who's just a short game wizard, uh, was just has never seen hands like it. Um, but yeah, like it comes to, I think did we birdie seventeen to get within to get within tied up? Was it? And then we tied up going down eighteen. And then yeah, I mean, how is it? It's two two of the three best ball, right? That's so right. the sh- yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, two of the three best ball shamble. And um, so I, I should say I didn't choke as bad as I said, but I made par on 17 and 18 from like 30 yards away from times. Yeah. But my guys who just were rock stars the entire week made bogey 30 yards um, on both 17 and 18. And, I mean, it was bad. It was – Nobody talked for a while. I don't know that. On the way back home, there was there was a little bit of silence. So I was like, "Hey, I don't want to say anything, but you guys really messed up. Like it was bad." And um, I was happy for you guys, but I just didn't want it to end that way. Yeah, that that flight home was not the same as the flight down. <laughs> no, the, uh, the margaritas were used for a different reason. Uh, yeah, good times though. Awesome event. I uh, hope we get to go back next year. Uh, but no, mate, uh, really appreciate you spending some time and sharing some stories uh, for everyone listening. You can go follow Moose at MooseLong412 on Instagram and see all those awesome videos. And then on top of this video, I'm going to if you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook, I'm going to put some of our swing videos that we did. I have to put them on mute after you've hit it because the reaction of some of the people says some like, you know, uh, some explicits, but no, man, really appreciate time. And we will, uh, thanks for everyone listening. We'll catch you next episode. And you can hear my dog going crazy in the background with it fighting over one ball. My bitch. Anyway, thanks for listening. We will catch you next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.